0: we we'll Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. The Illinois Fighting Illini got ranked even higher during their bye week. They are now ranked 17 in the nation after being ranked previously at 18 in the nation coming off their bye week. heading They will be traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska to play Nebraska Cornhuskers, who I said at the beginning of the season was going to be in a down will downward wind spiral, whatever you want to call it, just going downhill. They've had a rough season. The Illini's had the complete opposite of the type of season Nebraska has had. We are going to discuss how the Illinois Fighting Illini will continue their win streak and continue to hold on to that number one spot in the Big Ten West for that tiny little window to travel to Indianapolis to play in the Big Ten title game. But that is far off from now. But the picture is becoming more and more clear how this can happen. We're going to discuss the keys for the Illinois final on to beat Nebraska at on ABC Saturday, two 30 central time. We're going to discuss all of that today on this show. Make sure you're hitting the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Uh, Follow and rate it wherever you get your podcast. But if you can follow and rate it on Apple and iTunes, that helps the podcast out tremendously. And make sure you're also checking out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com for podcasts, blogs, anything sports-related and non-sports-related can be found at bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Up Media Network. Illinois final line, ir rank 17th in the nation. They were ranked 18th last week. They just continue to move up in the polls. On their bye week, they got ranked to number 17 after different events during the weekend of college football. Illinois is coming off a bye week, and people are a little indifferent on this bye week. Uh, you know, some didn't really want this bye week when you're looking at fans and, and reporters and other podcasters or college football guys. Where you are winning, you're on this win streak, and you want to continue that hot streak. And when the, the, the fear is you now have a bye week and you're used to playing, you're used to doing this, and now you are afraid of the quote-unquote rust. I think it was much needed with the type of football games that Illinois has had during this stretch that they had. Going from playing Wisconsin to Iowa and Minnesota. Very, very tough stretch there. And it doesn't get any easier, even though I do think Nebraska, you know, is in a downward spiral. They still have a tough schedule coming up because it can go either way. This college football season is proven. Any game can go any different way. You know, all of you that are winning bets, you know, more power to you because it's been a tough um, sledding for people. Trying on betting to, to see who's going to win and all this stuff has been going on. But it's been a tough stretch, you know, against Wisconsin, even though they did beat Wisconsin 34-10. to Wisconsin is proving that they're getting a little bit better, so this win is looking a little better for Illinois. But that's still a tough, tough win, even though it was 34-10. to Tough to move that defensive line around, tough to try to control the line of scrimmage, hold them to, you know, two rushing yards. Then to play the Iowa game where the defense was on the field a ton, and then to play against Minnesota and that type of hard-hitting game that it was, I personally think that the bye week, came at a perfect time, sitting at first in the Big Ten West. Now to head on to their schedule, the rest of their schedule is Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan – And Northwestern. Tough stretch to finish it out, but there is that window where Illinois can finish number one in the Big Ten West. They currently sit at three and one in the conference, six and one overall. Number two in the Big Ten West is Purdue. They are three and two in conference, five and three overall. Nebraska is number three in the West. They are two and two in conference overall, three in the conference, three and four overall record. So the bye week is going to help out the Illinois coaches said it was really weird not to play they' they're gamers they, they they're used to playing and it was just weird for them to be sitting you know for a while they get a little break and then they practice I think they're they're really motivated and poised to win they're having fun. And I've said this a lot about this Illinois team. You're seeing how major focus they are when they are done with a game. They celebrate it like right when it's done. And about an hour later, you're seeing tweets, interviews talking about, well, it's on to the next game. And they state their next opponent. And that's coming from top. That's coming from Coach Bielma all the way down. They are very focused and poised on the next opponent. And they're not looking too far ahead. Um, even Coach Bielma, when asked about certain things, he goes, yeah, it's cool to be ranked. He thought it was going to happen later. And yes, it's cool to rank number 17, but they're, you know, they they know that. Look at Alabama now that I believe they're ranked six. Things can happen if they slip up, if they don't, they're going trust in this process. Um, they trust in the culture that's being built. And so this bye week just helps now rest the body to continue to fight for that. And they see a clear window and they're taking it week by week. They are now going to go off to Lincoln to play Nebraska. Nebraska again is sitting at three and four overall. And I have had many podcast topics talking about Nebraska. They did fire Scott Frost this year. Then their new interim head coach ended up firing their defensive coordinator after his first game as interim head coach. I don't know if I've ever seen that. You know, they got the quarterback transfer in from Texas. Uh, Thompson coming in. You know, it was just poised. People had Nebraska really poised to and picked to win a lot of games. I believe the over-under for them was seven or eight games, and I'm on record saying that they were going to go under. There was that small possibility, depending on what happened, but it just hasn't gone that way for Nebraska. The Illinois final line, I just have to continue to do what they do, and when they continue to do what they do, even though I'm not worried about them going to Nebraska. Now, no matter how bad, bad Nebraska is, their fan base travels They're all over the place. That is a tough place to play. Um, it's going to be loud. But they went to Wisconsin. The Illinois, Illinois did and beat Wisconsin. Um, they've you know traveled there and was able to do that. This actually will be a big time road game. They went to Indiana. They were a couple games away from that game from winning there. But the big time road game was Wisconsin. This is going to be a big time road game. You know this isn't going to be. You know, I could sit here and say it's going to be 34-10, and it's possible that it could. But I don't think Illinois – Illinois is not looking to say we have to score 50 points. Their defense is tough. Their offense is tough. So they are going to be tested in a road game environment, even though Nebraska has not lived up to what everybody else thought. People all over thought Nebraska was going to make a bowl game. They were going to win over eight games, and it just has not gone that way. And I tried to tell people something's going on in that locker room with a culture, writing's on the wall that things are going to go off the rails. And just because you got some transfers in doesn't always mean it works out. Look at, and and certainly look at Texas A&M. Things aren't working out that way. They had the number one recruiting class. Now they have to suspend people for drug use and everything else. So, but that's a whole other topic for another time. It is going to be a hostile environment because Nebraska fans, they travel very well. Now Illinois is slowly developing this target on their back being number one in the Big Ten West. Unless you're an Illini fan and really looked at what's going on, I don't think anybody thought about Illinois doing that. Even as Illinois fans, we'd love to get there, but we knew it was a process. It almost feels like we're a year ahead of schedule. But they're moving in the right direction. It's going to be a hostile environment to go to Nebraska. But Illinois doesn't seem to flinch about anything. Um, The keys for Illinois to Uh, get this win versus Nebraska we're going to talk about right now. Um, Comparing the two teams right now, points per game, Nebraska scores 29.7 points per game. They give up 31.3 points per game. Um, They will get 424.1 yards average per game, 269 through the air, 154 on the ground, They give up 471 yards per game. They allow 281.3 yards through the air and 190 on the ground. Compared to Illinois, Illinois scores 26 points per game. They give up 8.9 points per game. They'll get about 415.9 yards per game, 216 through the air, 199 on the ground. They give up 221 yards per game, 143.3 yards through the air, and they only give up 77.9 rush yards per game. The last five opponents, just uh, to give a little insight on Nebraska, um, their last game they have also are coming off a bye week. The last time Illinois and Nebraska played was October 15th. They lost in a high-scoring affair to Purdue, 43-37. Nebraska beat Rutgers, 14-13. They did beat Indiana, 35-21. They lost to Oklahoma, 49-14. Then they lost to George Southern, 45-42. So the last five for Illinois, they have all been wins. They beat Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Chattanooga, and Virginia. Now, I already know before we really dive in a little bit more, Oh well they beat Indiana 35-21 and Illinois lost to Indiana. Well, it's a different Nebraska team since then. It's a different Illinois team since then. The offense has gotten a lot better for Illinois. The defense has not given up any type of any of those type of drives that they gave up to Indiana. They have not given that up. Um you saw that Nebraska has scored more average more po- scoring points than Illinois has but that's okay because of our defense. But Illinois also is not looking to score a lot of points. We've talked about it. they don't need to. I think the, scoring only uh, nine points versus Iowa hurts that average. Um, only scoring 20 against Indiana hurts that average. But, you know, we've scored 30 on Wyoming, 24 on Virginia, 31 Chattanooga, 34 on Wisconsin, and 26 on Minnesota. Illinois is okay if they only average that many points. It's more than last year. Their defense is up one games. And when the offense is clicking – It it helps. Um, Illinois again; their defense is very, very good. They're ranked number one right now in total defense. Um, They only give up three point seven yards per play. They've given up no—I think only two, not even two—passing touchdowns through the air. Their opponents have only scored five touchdowns. So they they have an amazing defense. Nebraska's defense is not even ranked in the top fifty. Um, neither one is ranked in the top 50 on offense scoring. Um, and Illinois, so Illinois defense, that's the big key here is the secondary. Can the secondary continue to do its thing? Um, and what I mean by that is, can they continue to come down and help make tackles? Can they continue to be physical with the wide receivers to make sure Thompson doesn't get comfortable because Thompson has thrown a lot of interceptions. They are going against a quarterback right now. His interception rate of 3.83%. His interception rate, he's eight on 209 attempts. He's thrown eight picks on 209 attempts. It's the worst in the Big Ten amongst all the Big Ten quarterbacks. And he has taken 19 sacks, which is third most in the league. So the keys on the defensive side of the ball is the secondary. Can they continue to grow and continue, which they have, and continue to be physical with the wide receivers, make tackles. And, you know, it's a bend, don't break. It's okay to give up some yards. But to continue not to give up the huge, big plays. And also the sack total against Thompson, our defensive line has to Feast. They have to be very physical with Nebraska's offensive line. They have to push them back. They have to get good extension. And they have to make um, that quarterback, Casey Thompson, uh, the most uncomfortable human being the entire Saturday. That's going to be a key thing to watch for the defense. How physical is the secondary to come down and make tackles and make sure those wide receivers aren't getting open to slow down Casey Thompson from any first, second reads? And can the defensive line continue to hold up on the offensive line and go keep adding on to the sack numbers that Nebraska's offensive line has given up? Um, so basically, the defense just has to keep doing what they do. Don't let the crowd noise affect them. Don't let anything like that get in their head. Continue to do what they do. They've had this week to you know to rest um, and work on some things from being on the defense on the field a lot, especially against Iowa. It is going to be a big time game for them to continue to build on that. And I think the way they've been playing, the the trend it's going, it's going to continue and they're going to be hungry. And so those are the big things. The linebackers are going to do what they do. We're going to watch and see the secondary and how they're going to really disrupt the receivers and to watch the D-line. And I guess the outside backers they 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 play that three four multiple quote unquote defense where they can't have just three down linemen they can bring down the two guys it looks like a five two or just one now it looks like a 4-2-5 or a four three type defense and they're just what they're going to do up front continue to you know slow them down in the run game and make sure that Casey Thompson doesn't get any type of rhythm going make him the most uncomfortable human being on Saturday because he's thrown eleven touchdowns and eight interceptions he's thrown for one thousand eight. 1,851 yards, but look at the interception ratio. So if they can confuse him, they can slow down the receivers to where he's got nobody open. We can contain him, and the defensive line does their thing. That's going to make Nebraska's offensive line struggle, and just don't allow again Casey Thompson to get comfortable. You know they 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 do run the ball okay. They give up you know they rush the ball for about 154 yards a game. So I think if they can make Casey Thompson uncomfortable, they're forced to start running the football. And Illinois does not give up a lot of rush yards, Seventy, like we talked about, 77.9 rush yards per game. Force them to try to get into that run game and control that. And then if you start making them more uncomfortable and you start colliding with the receivers, that's what the defense has to do to really try to slow down Um, Like a Palmer, who's our leading receiver, he has five touchdowns of the 11 touchdowns thrown for 781 total yards. Slow him down, um, coming down to make the tackle. Offensive side of the ball for Illinois, same thing, different game. They have to continue to grow in the wide receiver area, and you've seen that. And they're not blowing anything out of the water. There's not this, oh my gosh, he has a 300-yard receiving game. Each receiver... For Illinois is just getting better. They're growing. They're they're learning how to get open quicker. They're really taking that next step forward for Tommy DeVito, who was the big difference against the Minnesota team. If you had Art Statowski in, who knows how that game goes? Uh, but he came in, showed some toughness. He's had a week to really rest that ankle, and he played very well. He has 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions. So the keys for the offense against Nebraska because Nebraska does give up 31 points per game. They are going to let Illinois is going to be able to move the ball. If they're confident in what their receivers are doing to get open. And that offensive line, I don't I think I've seen people slowly start to talk about them. You need to continue to watch the growth. They've had from the very beginning to now. They have some guys, if you look at age-wise, you would say that's not a young O-line. Experience-wise, it is a young O-line that's getting molded into what this Illinois offensive staff is doing. So talking about the receivers getting open and catching the balls for DeVito to put the ball on them, which he's shown that he is getting better As the weeks go on, throwing the football and the receivers are doing that. That offensive line is getting much better in run blocking. And they're getting extremely better in pass protection. That's a big thing I've noticed with this Illinois offense. Is that that offensive line each and every week is taking those next steps forward. To continue to grow and get better and continue to mold into what they want. And the cohesiveness of the offensive line. Because you can't just throw offensive linemen out there. And it's always going to be pretty. They can practice together all summer. But then it really comes down to the game. You can't throw them in there, and it just works like certain podcast hosts think that they can. Just You're just pushing people around. You're just doing this. It takes time for them to start speaking that language. It takes time to really mold into what they need. So the offensive line is going to come up, know that Nebraska is not that great at stopping people on defense, and they're going to have to come up and really control the line of scrimmage. They give Tommy, or uh, Tommy DeVito some time and those receivers are getting open and continue to catch the ball, and he's putting the ball only where they can get it. It's going to be a long day for the Nebraska defense, who, again, reiterating, they give up 31.3 points per game, and they give up 281 yards through the air and 190 on the ground, and you know who we have in the backfield for Illinois, who needs to be – I think he's finally slowly starting to be in the Heisman Trophy candidate – is Chase Brown. He leads the nation with 1,059 yards. He is second in rushing of at least 10 yards. He's third in all-purpose yards. He's fourth in yards after contact. 29.6 scrimmage touches per game to lead the nation. He will be another key factor to this. But to make his life easier, that offensive line getting better, but to make it easier if those wide receivers continue to get open and they continue to develop and they're catching the football better and Tommy DeVito can really get that pass game going, now you are very much so putting so much pressure on Nebraska's defense that's struggling anyway to say, oh my gosh, do we stack the box and do the best we can to stop Chase Brown and we just live and die by Tommy DeVito passing to these wide receivers or they're starting to pass it here, they're play-actioning, Chase Brown, because you're all gonna look at him. They're RPO one, because they're all gonna look at him. They're throwing the ball over the place. Do we start to spread it out a little bit? Then Chase Brown can start to get some runs on the wide zone cutback stuff. That's something that is I think is really gonna put a lot of pressure on a struggling defense that's giving up a lot of points in Nebraska's defense. And for Illinois, they're getting McCoy back, I believe, or McKay. I'm sorry if I said his name wrong. I'm totally, totally drawing a blank. He had the injury. He is coming back, I believe, which is going to help um, Illinois help try to take some relief off of Chase Brown, um, which would which is great because that's the one thing is I always get a little worried about uh, Josh McCray. I'm sorry. It just clicked with me. I'm very, very sorry. He is... I think he's supposed to be coming back to help out a little bit. Um, but that was the only my fear of always giving the ball to Chase Brown is to continue to hold up. But he is—he had the week off. It was great for him, I'm sure, um, to relax the body, to take a beating. So, again, the, the bye week couldn't come at a perfect time. And so the keys for this is going to be the wide receivers and offensive line continue to grow. And Tommy DeVito continuing to grow as a passer. Chase Brown we're not worried about. Even at halftime, he's got like 40 or 50 yards. You've noticed it's just going to, he just eventually pops off a big one and then starts to really um, grow that. And they're going to have to deal with the hostile environment as well, with the crowd noise and everything. No matter how bad Nebraska is, they're going to have crowd noise there. They've, they've handled it with Wisconsin, but there's going to be a real road time test for Illinois. And those things, to continue to grow and have that confidence. Coach Lonnie Jr. to continue to call great games, the great coaching, the great poise by Coach Bielema, to continue to do those things. They will beat Nebraska to continue on this uh, win streak and continue to try to sit on top of that Big Ten West, poised to try to continue to win and have that factor of um, Indianapolis in their sights. Um You know, one of the things talked about is what's at stake for each team is always talked about. You know, Illinois, what's at stake for them, excuse me, is to try to remain, like I said, very the first, stay first in the Big Ten. West, Um, they stay that way with a win. Um, Then it's a three-way tie with Nebraska and Purdue if they lose. So if they lose, it becomes a three-way tie for that number one spot. Um, Illinois, they're trying to win um, six games in a row here. Um, This is the first time they've had any type of win streak for them since the 2001 Sugar Bowl. Nebraska, they're trying to go 3-2 and under uh, Mickey Joseph, their new coach, and try to go into November, and they're trying to see if they can win a Big Ten West. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to get past Illinois. Um, And then you continue to look at even Nebraska's schedule. I don't think they're going to get past Illinois. Minnesota, maybe because Illinois got by them, but that's a tough one. Wisconsin is playing better. Depends on Iowa and how they look at the end. I just don't see Nebraska competing for that, but the only way that starts is if they do upset Illinois. And so, you know, we'll see how Illinois continues to handle the success because it's one thing to win. It's another, you know, to learn how to win, to win, handle winning. And so far, they're winning. They're learning how to win. But they're handling it well, and I think with who we have there guiding the ship and the players we have who understand where they're coming from and what's happening and and realizing what's going on with the Illinois Fighting Illini community and the fans of what's been happening, they are laser-focused, and they will continue that. And so Illinois is going to beat Nebraska, and they will sit alone on top of the Big Ten West and then continuing on with their schedule to try to get to Indianapolis for that Big Ten title game, but they will be Nebraska in Lincoln, and Nebraska's downward spiral of a season will continue for them. Sorry, Nebraska fans, but Coach Bealma's here, the Illini are here, their great defenses here, their growing offenses here, and they uh, the culture there is going to take them a long way and this confidence. Um, Make sure you guys again are liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Check out all the other affiliates in the description below. Follow the at the podcast, and Apple and iTunes helps go a long way. Um, you know, follow me at Twitter at Coach underscore Steve seventy two. Follow the Facebook page at the Coach Steve Show. Follow it there. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Uh, Hopefully everybody will enjoy this Illini game as we beat Nebraska, and we'll have another podcast episode to talk about the game. Uh, Thank you guys again for watching and listening. We will see you guys next time.